Yo. Analytics off the chain, all the channels not the same. Jake and Kyle, you know the name. Headline Nation, we running the game. What is going on, Headliner Nation? Welcome back to the Fantasy Headliners Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Hubman, on a Monday morning. Uh, typically, typically we only drop these shows here on Wednesdays, but you know what? We talked to the team. We said, you know, we need to start doing some more podcasts. So who do I have with me here today? None other than the doc, Dr. Ethan Turner, in the house. <laughs> and, and, and make sure you're sitting down right now. We got ourselves the lone boner. Matt Galloway himself also in the house to talk a, talk a little bit of whatever we want to talk about here today, fellas, because you know what we're going to do with this podcast is it's not going to be just football related. It's going to be life related, motivational related, behind the business related, anything that you really want us to talk about. This is where we get some real talk out of the way, just sitting back with the guys discussing a, a few topics. So uh, if you guys are ready to go, I, I want to I know right off the bat, Ethan first. Is there anything on your mind that is pressing that you have to get out right this second? Yeah, you know, I always got oh. something to say, Jake. Oh. Uh, the offseason is some of the worst times on Twitter for fantasy football. Fantasy football analysts are just, we just get bored. We get lazy. We start looking back at the year and just pulling numbers that mean nothing. Toward, you know, it's just the, the amount of garbage on Twitter right now is just unbelievable. Every time I log on, I feel like I get worse at fantasy football. So yeah, I am now dumber for reading that tweet. I will be honest. I have not been really engaging that much on Twitter. Uh, not really putting many fantasy takes out. Uh, really just kind of behind the scenes, working on my rookie guide, just trying to collect some injury info putting out a few TikToks now and then, but I'm staying away from Twitter right now. And I hope that everybody listening to this podcast knows that this is the worst time to be like collecting information to make fantasy decisions. Yeah, exactly. It is ugly out there. Absolutely. And, and while Ethan's talking about that, not being overly active on Twitter, which honestly, I mean, I don't know if any one of us can say we were ever overly active on Twitter. We're on YouTube and we're, we're dedicated to this podcast going forward. So if you like that, do us a favor, leave a rating here on the podcast, a five-star rating and a review would definitely help us grow this audio side of the podcast. But now I want to transition and kind of take what Ethan just said. And I'm going to ask you a very difficult question, Mac. So yes. we're, we're talking about Twitter and a lot of it is really social media in general. Mm-hmm. Being that I know you're an elder statesman like myself, if you had the opportunity to go back before social media even existed, is that something you want to do? Or are you, are, you, are you sold on it now and you're just stuck with it and you want to keep going with social media? If you had that choice, would you go back? Mm, it's a great question. So wait a minute. So you're saying what would, would I have liked to have it maybe when I was younger or today? change Today, uh-huh. if you had the opportunity to go and just say, you know what, I'm, I'm done with social media. I want to go way back to the way life was back mm-hmm. in the 80s with those tube socks and short shorts. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I think at times it does seem it's a more it was a more simplistic life. You know what I mean? Um, we actually got to engage with family members, girlfriends, spouses, whatever you're into. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, now social media is just taking on its own life and um, 
everybody's counseling everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everything is so PC. Uh, so yeah, to long story short, I mean, I would love it. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to see how it would, you know, that's how tough. it would. That's tough for us, especially Ethan, since a lot of our business here is social media driven. But I kind of just like look at it like holistically at everything. And it's just like there is so much negativity and so much ignorance on social media that there's certain times where I'm just like, you know what? I wish I could get by with no social media whatsoever and just go out there and make some videos, even though, yes, I know YouTube is a form of social media, but do you ever look at it and kind of just say, Hey, you know, what? social media is great and all, but it's really just a hub to distribute more hate throughout the world. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it gives the opportunity for trolls and uh, these internet gangsters, so to speak, you know, to come on and, the you know what I'm warriors. saying? Yeah, the keyboard warriors. You know, they want to get on there and yippee yap and do all this stuff. I mean, but it would be a lot different if it was face to face. Like, you know, it was a couple people that were saying some things, you know, but then when we got to the uh, up in Canton, Ohio, you know, it was quiet as kept. I'm just going to keep it like that if, if you get what I'm saying. Ethan, you ever, you ever, uh, you ever want to go at a troll? Well, you know, I, I really. Does anybody uh, ever troll you? You know, yeah, people definitely have, especially back when I was a lot more involved uh, in Twitter and just kind of grinding to get noticed. Because uh, I do feel like it is a way to, com- the, the thing about social media is that it is a way to connect, to connect, to make connections for connection's sake. Like I would not have this job had I not started posting things on Twitter and got connected with people and had the podcast, which turned into a, you know, a, a podcast appearance, which turned into a, you know, a, a weekly podcast, which turned into a daily podcast that was nationally syndicated on a pod, podcast network, which met, made me met, you know, I met Kyle, met you, met Mac. I mean, got this gig. So there are uses for social media. I'm one that like, I, just personally, pers- personality wise, I don't really try to engage with people that are trying to like come at me. I just don't have the desire, the energy to put into arguing with people about stuff that they just either they don't know anything about it, or I just don't have the, I don't know. I just don't devote any energy to negative people. Like if you want to come at me at Twitter, like more than likely, I'm just going to mute and block you. Like I don't really engage with people that I think are just trying to get me riled up about stuff. It's not worth it for me to give them those types of people the time of day. Now I will say that like, collectively as a group, I feel like sometimes people come at us because we have had success in the space. And I think that a lot of the hate we get um, has nothing to do with like our fantasy takes. It's all about just like us as people, as opposed Mm -hmm. to like us as, and Kyle, I feel like gets the most of this, but I know people have come after Jake. Uh, I'm sure people have come after Mac at some point, but the brand I feel like gets more hate just because we're doing good things. Yeah. And And so that, that I do get a little riled up about because I feel like we're trying to build a community that is positive, that, you know, kind of blocks out the, Hey, we just want to talk about fantasy football. We don't want to really like argue with people about it or like try to be smarter than everyone in the room. Uh, But I do think that, you know, there's times where, you know, we've all met each other in person and I can assure anyone listening to this podcast, Jake is not a little dude. Mac is a very large man. <laughs> and I thought I was big at like six foot three hundo. These are big boys that you're talking to and keyboard warrior. 
all of a sudden, wait a second, is Warian a word? Warian, War, Warren, with dude, you are War- a doctor. There's no oh, way. Dude, that's I'm a sorry. Word. Shut up, Jake. <laughs> There's no way, Warian. All I'm saying is like, I feel like when we got to Canton last year, all the people that were like trying to start stuff with us realized that like, oh, those are some big dudes. Like we don't, you know, everyone was like nice to us all of a sudden, and I felt like uh, it does change. That is the one thing about social media that just like people are in general, a lot more, you know, just mean spirited, uh, when they know that there's no repercussions for what they're doing. Like there's no, you don't have to come say that to my face. And we were talking a little bit earlier, like that's something I used to tell my little brothers all the time. Like if they would start, you know, yabbing at me a little bit, I'd say, come say it to my face, come say it to my face. And so I feel like, uh, social media has given people the shield to just say whatever they want with no repercussions, no fear at all. And we see it with athletes and we definitely, I think we see it on Twitter a lot because it's just like, it, it, there's so much, I don't know. There's a lot of people out there that just like to be negative. I think a hundred percent. I don't want to make it seem like we get a lot. I mean, honestly, I think if you're in this type of space, you're going to find it at any point of success, but it's a, it's a serious topic because there's a lot of people out there, especially the youth that see a lot of the people that maybe they look up to or whatever, or they they're on social media and they're getting bullied. And that really affects their, their mentality going forward. And that's something that they didn't have to worry about. It's something I had to worry about 20 years ago. You know what I mean? 30 years ago when I'm in elementary school, I wasn't worried about what they thought about me on Twitter, you know, and, and it kind of just gives you that, that Avenue just to, to try to find a way to knock you down. And I want to make sure that whoever's listening to this out there is you're not alone. If you're getting hate on social media, I don't care what level of, success or your career if you're a part of social media you're going to get hate at from some person at some point uh in life i hate it i wish we could do away with it i think part of the reason is a lot of people will come back at us and say hey you know what just just blow them off no just just blow them off don't don't pay any attention to them and a lot of that is really easily said when they haven't experienced it for themselves i mean i've i've gotten death threats over fantasy football before which is absolutely stupid and mind-blowing to think about but just know that if you're hearing it out there, do your best to tune it out. Everybody's having to deal with it. It's not something where you really need to put a whole lot of stock into it. It's just not worth it. Try to go out there. And the great thing that I can say like about the platforms like Twitter, go follow what it is that you want to follow. Go follow the stuff that makes you happy. If the negativity is out there, block it, mute it, get it away from your life, and just continue to surround yourself with ways to be positive. Cause that's kind of what we do here as a team is we try to find a way to make each other laugh, have a good time, always talking to each other. Heck, we'll, seven of us can talk to each other all the time and laugh and go back and forth. I'm not really on social media for a bunch of friends. You know I mean? I, everybody wants to be your friend when you find some success, but who's going to be your friend when, when you absolutely need it. So that was kind of a good kickoff topic there for social media. Now we kind of dove right into that Mac. Is there anything on the forefront of your head that you want to just get off of your chest? Other than that Steelers gear that you're probably wearing. Still a nation, baby. You know, well, hey, since we're on that topic, you know, uh, since you, you know, opened the door for maybe some uh, still a conversation. Well, you know, kind of going with the uh, the the new hire of uh, Brian Flores, you know, not to maybe do, dive too deep into it. But me personally, I want to ask, you know, Ethan, the doc, you know, my fellow still a nation compadre. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you think about that move? You know, uh, do you think that was a, a good move? And in spite of the whole 
uh, aura of what you know transpired with him bringing that out the lawsuit and everything like that. Do you think that was the the best place? You know, being as the Rooney organization developed that Rooney rule to help with minorities, do you think that was a perfect marriage? Yeah, the Steelers actually have a pretty uh, decent history of um, really champion championing the idea of bringing in uh, or breaking down the racial divides. I mean, if you're ever looking for a great football book to read, their life's work is all about the 1970 Steelers. And those guys did a ton of stuff that was uh, groundbreaking in terms of just race and recruiting black players to play for the Steelers. I mean, they actually brought a guy on uh, their scouting uh, team that was that all he was doing was putting out a report every year on uh, his uh, historical black colleges and the football players coming out of those colleges. So I, I do think that it was the Steelers as an organization, this is in line with what they've done for 50 years. Um, as far as like, as a hire, I think that uh, I, I, I guess I feel for Flores because I feel like had he not done the, you know, chose to go the lawsuit route, he may have gotten a head coaching position. I feel like he is overqualified for the position that they gave him, but I don't think that he didn't deserve to have a position on a staff. And so I feel like with Tomlin, um, you know, basically, uh, you know, being one of the few black head coaches, I think this just goes along with what the Steelers represent as an organization. And I don't think that it was a bad hire by any stretch. I feel like if anything, you know, we're kind of uh, uh, lucky, I guess, to have a coach of that caliber uh, in a position that's probably beneath what his talent is. Um, even if there is a little bit of, there's not very many organizations I feel like that were that have the reputation to bring this type of um, situation into their coaching staff where I don't, I'm not really concerned about what this means for the Steelers uh, as an organization. I feel like they're going to just be fine with this. I think you hit it on the head there where he, he's overqualified for the position that he has. I mean, we're talking about a guy who, in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure you guys share the same opinion, deserving of being a head coach in the NFL. Like yeah. he is a head coach cal or a, a, a an elite head. Um, do I want to put elite out there? I, I don't think know. he's one of the 32 best coaches, you know, on yes. the planet right now. And I, sure. I feel like we really don't know yet though, because the guy has gone out there in a couple years in Miami and if it wasn't for the slow start this year, we're talking about one of the leading head coaching candidates in all of the NFL. But because of the slow start in Miami and then all of the, the things that came out after the fact, it's kind of like it's tarnished a little bit. But I think this guy, when given an opportunity, could really lead an NFL franchise to a very promising you know, outlook. Now, having him go to Pittsburgh, I think, is the perfect situation, right? I mean, Mike Tomlin has been there for what feels like it feels like he's been the coach there for like 20 years. Like it just yeah. feels like he's been there forever, but been there a long time, 15 years, I think it's a long yeah. time. And the guy, the guy looks like he's like 27 still, which is so irritating to me. It's, it's kind of like, why it's, it's, it's kind of like, Mac, it's kind of like Mac having 35 years old on his, on his Tinder profile. But right, we're not going to, we're not going to discuss that <laughs> in detail. It's just, I, I love the situation for him there. He is underutilized for what his talents are, but I think that going forward that, it's only going to benefit the Steelers, which I hate to say because I don't care. Yeah. I don't care for the Steelers, like, mm. like at all. There's no part of me, and you guys can't be that excited because as of right now, Mason Rudolph is your quarterback. So have mm. fun with that. I don't think that's going to last long. I mean, that, that's a PC answer in my opinion. Um, Art Rooney, uh, the son, actually came out I don't know, maybe about a month ago, and he said that, you know, we were looking at a mobile quarterback. Maybe the 
not someone in the uh, vein of uh, Lamar Jackson, but someone who can, when the pocket collapses. Like a Russell Wilson. Yeah. And that's a perfect fit, in my opinion. If there were anybody, because Aaron Rodgers, I don't want. He's too much of a diva. Uh, I do not like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. What about what about Deshaun Watson? So here's the thing with that. Uh-oh. That, pe- uh, that piqued his interest. It did. So, and it kind of goes back to the, the topic at hand, you know, the originated topic. I think Pittsburgh is probably the perfect organization to be able to take a person like Deshaun, diffuse the situation. Because look at all the controversy that we've had and things that we've kind of kept under the umbrella. And uh, we knew Antonio Brown was volatile, but we never knew he was crazy as he was while he was at Pittsburgh until the very end. You know what I'm saying? Plexico Burris. I mean, we've had a lot of guys that were deemed troublemakers or whatever the case may be, but you didn't see a lot of that in-house you know what i'm saying so i think the pittsburgh organization is very good at uh keeping that under wraps so deshaun watson is a perfect ideal person look what happened to big ben years ago the allegations and things that you know came about i think that's a perfect situation and talent wise man it's just it's phenomenal i mean so uh, so talking about deshaun watson then ethan if you are the owner of the pittsburgh steelers are you interested in deshaun watson watson not knowing the eventual outcome with everything he's dealing with legally. I mean, I feel like if something major legally was going to happen, it probably would have happened by now. Uh, It's more just about like, how is the league going to punish him? You know, he didn't play all year this year, but I don't feel like the league ever made an actual, you know, uh, I guess decision on what his punishment was going to be. I do feel like it's kind of a, you know, that situation was just odd across the board. Like, all right, I, I think the Texans should have probably forced the league's hand. Like, Hey, you guys need to like decide what the punishment is for this guy, because we need to know that so we can trade him. And I feel like we're still in that type of situation. I mean, I'm not going to turn down a, you know, pretty darn good quarterback, uh, for a team that's losing, you know, their starter for the last two decades, essentially, uh, you know, I, I, I would be thrilled. Uh, would I go out and buy a Deshaun watching Jersey? Probably not. Cause I just don't buy that many jerseys of current players uh, because of situations like this, where you find out like, Oh, shoot, maybe not the nicest dude probably shouldn't be throwing his name on my back uh, for, for just, you know, looks sake. But yeah, if he's just going to like, start and win games for us like i'm in i'm in on deshaun i don't think you can be a football fan and not think that deshaun watson is talented so deshaun watson's a top 10 quarterback talent wise in the nfl i just i just feel like you know you're crazy i i think 20 plus teams could benefit from having deshaun watson as their quarterback so i'm not going to be the one that's like no i am too high and mighty to like have this guy like we've seen professional athletes get into these situations i'm not endorsing it or thinking that what he did or saying that what he did was a good thing, but I'm also not going to like deny that he probably will play football again. And I wouldn't care if, you know, I'd be okay with it was if it was with the Steelers. All right. Well, here's a, a football topic question then for both of you and Matt can answer first. So we talked about Deshaun and the Steelers. So it's only fitting that I talk about Deshaun Watson and the potential. What happens? What happens if all the rumors are true about Kyler Murray being not the future in Arizona where 
he's deleted things you. from there. Well, he's deleted things from his social media. There's news coming out that he's not a great leader. There's all these rumors coming out about Kyler Murray. What would the what would the likelihood be, or could you possibly even see it happen? Now, I haven't looked at salary cap numbers, and this is just off the top of my head. If they were to move Kyler Murray, you already have DeAndre Hopkins. You have J.J. Watt, who's come from Houston. Is there a way that Deshaun Watson goes to Arizona and revitalizes his career like we've seen a lot of other people do in the past as well? Now, is it the best situation? I'm not saying it's better than Pittsburgh by any means, but it kind of just glancing at it could make some sense if they really are unhappy with Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, well, the easy part in that is Deshaun can basically go anywhere other than maybe, well, I can't even say the Jets because, you know, what he brings to the offense, you know, he would automatically uh, level them up immediately. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But with Arizona, they've got all the pieces in place. I, and me personally, I would re-sign Zach Ertz, you know, because he's a zone buster. You got Rondell Moore. Um, you know, they got all the pieces Maybe James Conner, bring him back one more year. Um, I like that. I think it'd be a perfect fit, man, to be honest with you. And with his mobility, like I said, you know, teams can't – a lot of teams, the uh, more the percentage are in cover two, cover three to try to stop big plays. So you need, you know, zone busters. And what better way to do it is to have a mobile quarterback that when the pocket collapses or, you know, he goes through his progressions and he doesn't see anybody open, boom, he takes off. You know Especially since their offense is already built around a mobile quarterback in Kyler Murray. So it's not like they're right. having to switch everything all up. Do you like that, Ethan? Do you, do you think Deshaun Watson could fit in Arizona? I mean, I think he fits the scheme well. I think he probably would be, and I some people are going to probably roast me for this, but I think he would be an upgrade in terms of like co competitive-wise. Um, I, I like Kyler Murray as a fantasy asset, but I, I worry sometimes about just his stature and just – his ability to stay healthy at that stature. Um, Are you making fun of all short people right now? I'm sorry. I just, Dude. you know, he's not very big. Okay. So uh, I worry about, you know, his, sometimes his throwing ability is good, but not great. And Deshaun Watson is, has shown that he can be a really elite level thrower too. So long-term, I just think that, uh, you know, I, I would be, okay with either of those guys let's put it that way um but i do think that i don't think that they're i i would argue that you're giving up a little bit of the pizzazz in the offense but you're adding a lot more stability and maybe even long-term success uh if you switch those two guys i don't think that's going to happen but i could see where your head's rolling with that oh. um jake's like yeah if i could just you know my star quarterback's upset if i could just <laughs> you know, replace him immediately with a star quarterback. Him That'd going to Arizona sick. is way better in my book than him going to, to Pittsburgh because I – Not my, for us. My, my fandom right. speaking, though. Now, listen. Okay, so you, you each had Where an opportunity. Where does Kyler go then? Do you think they just trade him straight up? I mean, if, I if feel things like are as bad as they Deshaun say they are. With something. And I don't think the Texans want to do that. Yeah, I don't think so. Texans say they want three first-round picks, and I think – I don't think anybody's going to pay that. They've wanted that for either, a while. But can we talk about just how stingy these NFL teams are with picks in general? Like we say that like it's picks a huge like deal. I, dude. <laughs> Ooh, I was about to... You could have said it. I was like, teed oh. it up for you. Damn. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, man. I, I keep forgetting. <laughs> I ain't want to be PC, but fuck <laughs> them tots. <laughs> That's a but, story we'll have to share later. 
Yeah. We do. We need to, Mac, you need to tell that story because it's one of my favorite parts. Of oh, my gosh. Oh. I, I'm, I'm not the storyteller as, as one of you guys so eloquently can put, eloquently can put it. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was uh, where were we coming out of? Are we coming out of the barbecue place? Hog we heaven. Out of the, was it? Yeah, what, what was it called? Hog Jake? heaven. Yeah, we were in hog heaven, okay? So we're, we're out at the... Uh, we're out of Canton, uh, which everyone should go see us at Canton this year. Uh, it's a good time. Fantasy Football Expo. Come hang out with us. We we spent the entire time with the dudes that showed up to hang out with us. Uh, we did not uh, stand behind a booth or anything. They just hung out with us the whole time. So if you're listening to the show and you want to come hang out with us, we promise that the people that are part of Headliner Nation that roll up to the Fantasy Football Expo are going to be hanging with us the whole weekend. We are not excluding anybody. You're part of the family. But we're out uh, at Hog Heaven, which is this barbecue place in Canton, Ohio. Shout out to Hog Heaven. Not bad. Uh, pretty good. Stuff. Pretty good, good barbecue. Oh, yeah. uh, appreciate them uh, singing to Jake for his birthday. Um, brought us a really delicious cake. Mm-hmm. And I think Dang we were delicious. talking about uh, we do this thing on the on the YouTube channel where we send people awards. And I'm pretty sure we decided we were going to send them an award. Did we ever do that? No, we never did. We never did that. It's coming. We were Still chatting coming. about it's in the it. mail. Yeah, in the mail. Kind of forgot about it until you just said it. Oh, Thank, that's embarrassing. Thanks, All right. Well, we were gonna send them an award, so we were talking about where they would put their award, this prestigious award from the fantasy headliners. Uh, and they had some type of I don't even know what it was. There was like a when you first walked in, there was a bunch of like plaques and stuff about I don't know. Toys for tots, I think it was. Mm-hmm. What was it? Was it toys for tots? I think it might, it must've been something. With it was like an old thing up there that had been up there for super a long time. Old, yeah. Probably 10 years old. This like little plaque thing that, you know, they had donated to some children's organization <laughs> and we're walking out and <laughs> I go, we could just put it there. And Matt goes, yeah, man, fuck them tots. <laughs> <laughs> and all of us in the, in the general vicinity, all we heard was them get pissed off at something. And we thought something was going down. Yeah. We turn around and Ethan's everybody like turns around like we're about to get in a fight. <laughs> yeah. And Mac is just like, yeah, man, fuck them tots. <laughs> and that, that's our spot. That's where our plaque will go. Exactly. So we are sorry to the Children's Club of Canton, Ohio. Uh, because. Hey. Big we love the keys tots. Now. Yes, <laughs> we love them tots, but uh, we are a little concerned that uh, their space will be. We should hand deliver that. Maybe that's what we do this year. We just yeah, we can, we'll bring it with us. Hey, we mm-hmm. we uh, we ate here last year, and we wanted to award you guys best barbecue place that we could find on in Canton, Ohio. Perfect. <laughs> well, you were going to share something else before that. Before you went into story mode, Ethan, do you remember what it was? I have no idea what we were about to say. A lot of people at this point in the podcast could rewind us, rewind it and tell us what we were going to say, but we can't, we can't do that. We can't remember. Mm. We're old. We have bad memory. I'm sorry. I cannot remember what we were about to say. Don't worry about it. If it it comes back to our mind, we'll, we'll share it again. But I have one more question I want to, you know, end off the show here with, because this is something I personally struggle with and it's, it's a work-life balance. And I think a lot of people out there struggle with it as well. Now, if you're, you know, trying to get into a, a dream job. If you want to, you know, try to become something like we do a, a full-time job, like you can't just all of a sudden just quit your day job and, and start doing this and expect to make a living and support family. So there's has to be a lot of second job, I guess we can call it a lot of part-time jobs on the side of full-time jobs. And even at, at my point, once I'm here doing this full-time, I have a hard time 
stepping away. My studio, my office is within feet of my couch. So if I ever want to work, I only have to walk a few steps. And I find myself having to work or forcing myself to work a lot. I don't really take time off like during the day, during the week. I'm always in here doing stuff and tinkering around with things. But I think work-life balance is something I know I need to work on. I know a lot of other people need to work on. Ethan, I know that you are very, very busy. You you have like six jobs. Um, you you got your day job, being a doctor, whatever it is, you're, yes, you're poking and touching two, and taping. I run two sports and orthopedic uh, physical therapy clinics. So and? Clinics. And you, you, you were like the, the trainer for some, some schools for their sports. Yes. I volunteer and do all of the live sporting events at our local high school. And you do this. I do and, that part for free. Yeah. You do this almost <laughs> for free. And I do, I do do this. Uh, the, and you're married. YouTuber staff. I am married. No children. That's probably why I can do all these things. Yes. Uh, and I'm also a youth pastor at our church. So, uh, that's just a few of the things that I enjoy doing. Um, so how do you do like a work-life balance? How do you still with all those things that you do that are technically work, find time for yourself to do things? Like, how do you make that happen? Well, I think the thing is, is like, to me, it's all about framing what work is. Okay. So for me to my nine to five is work. I love being a physical therapist. I get a lot of joy out of helping people, but that's the work side of it. The sports stuff is something I really enjoy doing. It is technically still for work. My business does benefit from me being there. I get a lot of patients from athletes getting hurt. Um, the youth pastor thing is the same thing. Like it at times feels like work, but it's also something I'm really passionate about. And so, uh, and then the, the, the fantasy football stuff, I'm just blessed that I have a position and I've grinded hard enough. I hate the word grinding, but like, I've done this they long can't enough. see, but you did do quotation fingers. Quotations grinding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not a grind. You're talking about football. Just get over yourselves. Um, that's not directed at YouTube, but it's directed at people out there. Um, to me, the fantasy football stuff is a passion of mine. I really enjoy it. I feel like I get a lot of um, enjoyment. I was doing it for free. So now that I get paid to do it, it feels like I'm like lucky in that sense. Um, but as far as balancing, I think it's just how you frame the time that you're spending on things. I think too often, um, people get busy doing things and they frame it like somebody is like dragging them through their lives to do all these things. And I don't feel like I'm being dragged into doing all of the things that I do to me, I frame it as. I, I am lucky that I get to do all of these things. I don't have a lot of free time, but it's not that it's not free. I get to choose to do this. I could be like, Jake, I'm out, man. I'm not going to do this ever again. I don't want to talk about football. It's not worth it. I want to go play video games all night, but my priorities are doing these things that I really care about. And yeah, they, they take time, but I think too often we get caught up in society as like, well, we're just being forced to do all these things uh, and that our, our work-life balance is like, it's all work. I mean, there's definitely people out there that are miserable in their jobs, but I'm not one of those people. So yes, it looks like I'm, or feels like I'm doing a whole lot during the week and looks like I'm really busy, but my life is as balanced as I want it to be. And so I just frame it 
differently, if that makes sense. Yep. No. I'm doing the things, my work-life balance is like, my life is doing things that I really love and I'm passionate about. And yeah, those things take time, but like, so does sitting and watching TV. So does, uh, you know, going out and playing golf. So does whatever, whatever it is that you like traditionally think is like your life part of your work life balance. Like my life part is like doing fantasy football and doing the youth pastor stuff and going to the sporting events. Like I love doing those things. So that's the life balance. So it actually is pretty balanced is what I'm trying to say. That's exactly how you said it. Now, Mac, I know you, you wake up at like the butt crack at dawn, like, like the sun is even like still asleep. Like it ain't even, it ain't even thinking about coming up yet when you wake up every morning, which is absolutely disgusting by the way. Uh, and I know you work a lot of hours yourself. What advice could you give to anybody who may be listening that maybe they're stuck in a rut to where they're doing the same type of thing. They're still, they're, they're doing the nine to five, except they're doing it from 6am to 6pm. What can they do? What is just one thing that they can do to try to, relieve some of that work stress maybe and just give themselves a little bit you know better of a work-life balance uh for me personally man i think the biggest advice i can give is just um time management you know because like i said we all deal with work you know life outside of work and, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that just prioritize what you can try to get in what you can you know like me personally like you said you know i get up so early and have to go to work a lot of times I'm listening to something on the way to work. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to just to uh, encompass it as much as I can within a time frame. you know, just use every bit of, you know, time that I have basically. Yep. Um, that's, that's the main thing I could say, just wherever you can fit stuff in, you know, even if you got to record something, jot something down on a piece of paper as you're working or taking a break. I try to do those things and then just maybe at the end of the day when I have a time, you know, a breather or whatever and just put stuff together. But this is kind of fairly easy. It's, it's I don't want to be disingenuous because I love doing what I do. It's so simple. It's almost like a rapper. You know, when you put him in the booth, if he's a freestyler, man, you can just put him in front of a mic and boom, he can go. You know what I'm saying? Um, but again, for those uh, people out there who have to balance a lot of things, I would say just try to prioritize as much as you can, you know, your time. Yeah, just- I think time management is huge because you think about it. How many times have you had a friend or a family member or somebody say, oh, I wish I just had more time to lay around and relax. And they just got done scrolling on Facebook for 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Like take some of that time that maybe you're investing in places that aren't really feeding you internally and take that time and do something else that's actually going to benefit uh, your own personal life and, and not just, not just sitting there scrolling through social media. There's a lot of other things out there that I think, Hey, like listening to this podcast for, for instance, that's right. Exactly. Put this podcast in your ear, go to the gym, work out for 30 minutes that you're going to feel so much more accomplished than you will. If you sit there and scroll through Facebook or Twitter or anything else, there's just so much more out there. And I think a lot of people, and what we're going to try to do with this show is break the mold, right? A lot of people get stuck in that. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come home. I'm going to make dinner. I'm going to watch TV for an hour. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to wake back up and I'm going to do it all over again. Like break the mold, try to find ways to chase your passions, chase the things that you were really wanting to accomplish in life. Because I'll be the first one to say that there is nothing special about each and every one of us that everybody else can accomplish too. It all just takes a little bit of hard work, takes a little bit of you know dedication. But if you really want something bad enough, I think 
no matter who you are, you can accomplish it. And that's what we kind of want to do in this show is let you know some of the things, you know, that we failed at some of the things that we found that worked. And that's why it's not always going to be just football related here on this Monday show. So if if you're new to the the podcast, do us a favor, hit that follow button. We're going to make sure we're keep you up to date on everything else. There is another podcast that will be dropping every single Wednesday. That one typically fully based off of football, the NFL breaking news, fantasy football. That's really everything we do on Wednesdays. But if you're looking for something else, a little bit behind the scenes, make sure you're following us here. Monday show, looking forward to it. And we're going to switch up the cast time. And again, I don't want to make sure anybody's locked in uh, every single week. Maybe we'll have some other people pop in here at times so that we can all share some different experiences and get some get some ideas from some other people. Cause that's what it's all about is trying to find some great ideas. Cause maybe there's some people out there that have some things figured out that we have not yet. And we'll be the first ones to admit it outside of Ethan. We're not, we don't know it all. Ethan thinks he knows almost mm-hmm. everything. Um, easy but that, there, easy there. that's just because he's got a plaque hanging up behind him on the wall with a degree on it saying he's a doctor. So, and I didn't even use quotation fingers there, Ethan. I called you a legit I appreciate doctor. that. There are no quotation fingers. That. Awesome. Well, hey, do us a favor. Hit that follow button here. Look forward to hearing from you guys each and every week here, Mondays and Wednesdays. Make sure uh, if you have anything that you want to, you know, share on this, find us over on Twitter. You can. I'm at FNTSY Headliners. Mac is there as well as Ethan. Follow us and, and leave us a topic. If you want to say, hey, I've really been struggling with this in my own personal life. Can you guys? shed some light on it. We would be more than grateful uh, to do that here for you in coming weeks. So make sure you take care of that. Look forward to hearing from you guys each and every week. We're out. I'm a headliner.